Welcome to Sermons from St. David's, a ministry of St. David's Episcopal Church in Southfield, Michigan. It's a chance for us to share a good word of challenge, inspiration, and hope as we walk the journey of faith together. You're welcome to join us on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. for live in-person worship. You can also join our 10 a.m. Eucharist via Zoom. Just go to our website for the meeting ID and password at stdavidssf.org. Join with me in the center of prayer. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, Christ, Son of, Son of God, God, may your will be done through me. I want to start this sermon by asking you, do you have some memories of wonderful times? Whether it was a good meal, a great movie, a book that matters to you, friendships, people who have given you new and information, knowledge, wisdom. If you have memories like that, raise your hand. Well, it's everybody, of course. All right? We live on that kind of stuff, right? We do. I'm going to come back to that at the end of the sermon. But in the meantime, I have other things to say. And that is, we now start the season of Epiphany. Right? Today is yesterday with Epiphany, so this is the first Sunday of Epiphany. So, what does Epiphany mean? It's a Greek word that is so untranslatable into English that we literally took the Greek word and made it an English word. Okay? Because it's a difficult word to translate. Or make a human make an English word that already exists to match. We do this with a number of words from other languages when they're hard to translate. And actually, there is another word that is sort of kind of a, a synonym for epiphany, and that's eureka. Okay, you all familiar with that word from the Greek, all right? Well, epiphany is a little different. Epiphany, we normally kind of talk about as revealing, right? Uh, light, uh, something new, that kind of stuff. That's mild. That's, that's just not quite what it is. Here's what it is. Aha! I get it! So every time we put epiphany, we ought to put maybe three exclamation points at the end of it. Because it's not just a revealing. It's not just something we kind of know. It is really, oh, I could have had a V8. <laughs> right? It's really something exciting. It's something that's changing. It's something that we get excited about. Okay? So what this is, is Jesus, the coming of Jesus is an exciting new thing. That's what this is about. Unfortunately, that was a long time ago, right? The revealing of Jesus was almost 2,000 years ago and had been predicted 2,000 years prior to that. Okay, or 1,000 years anyway. And we've lost that sort of ha-ha-ha kind of thing about a business. 
that then produces hypocrisy. And Joy said, we'll be in church. And they did. They started coming to church. I think Bob was not quite as enthusiastic as Joyce was, but Joyce got very involved. And she started coming to a Bible class that I did every week. And after several months, she came up to me and said, can I talk to you privately? I said, sure. So we went into my office and she said, Steve, I gotta tell you something. I've been upset with the church a long time. Probably with God as well. I grew up in a much more fundamentalist type church. And I was a, um, as you might guess, a rambunctious and um, curious little girl. And that produced problems for my mother. And I was in trouble all the time. And I really haven't grown up on channel. She said, my mother used to get really upset with me and said, you should continue like this, you're going to hell. And I believe her. I later found out also that she had an unresolved issue of her only son having been killed in Vietnam. So there was some real anger. And she said, I live in fear. I live in fear because I know I'm guilty. And I don't want to go to hell. And I said, Joyce, do you want to go to heaven? And she says, more than I can express. And I said, then you will. She said, what? I said, tell me again. Do you want to go to heaven? And she says, yes. Desperately. And I said, you want me to relieve the fear about that? Yes. Are you sorry about the guilty things that you're responsible for? Yes. And I said, you're going to heaven. Don't worry about it. How do you know that, Steve? I said, because Jesus said so. Jesus has told us that he's responsible for us going to heaven as a gift. He's done it. We don't have to do it. There's no requirement other than to want to go and accept the gift. That's it. He said, are you sure? I said, I'm as sure of that as anything I am sure of. It's hard to believe, she said. You're asking to give up 60 some odd years of the opposite concept. I said, keep at it, Joyce. She struggled with it. She did. To the point that every week at Bible study, when we finished, she'd come and says, Are you sure I'm going to heaven? <laughs> I said, You want to go to heaven? Yes, then you will. It became a monster between us. She was still struggling. After a couple of three years, she walked in my office one day without announcing, not calling her walk in, and she said, 
I've not been the best Christian, he said. Joyce, though, died ready. After all those years of being unready, all those years of living in fear, all those years of dealing with what guilt pressed her down, and believe me, I had to deal with that. Was, she was relieved of it. And no one went to God better prepared than Joyce. And it's affected me in ways I did not know it would. I've lost the dearest friend of my life, but I cannot be sad for her. And I'm going to change my life, Steve. In her name, I have now recognized that I have the ability, the financial ability, the power to positively do something of meaning for other people. And I'm going to do it. And he did. He became one of the finest philanthropists I've ever known. And a man of great joy in doing it. It was wonderful. And I know, as sacrificial as it may seem, Joyce's death mattered to thousands of people. And he said to me, I want to thank you for what you did for Joyce. I said, I didn't do anything for Joyce. He said, oh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. You had the guts raise the question. You had the desire to share with her and to tell her and not leave her like she was. No, you didn't solve her problem, but you were the means by which she found God. And I thank you for her, and I thank you for me. I said, that's humbling, but I'll accept it. So, fear, guilt, and hypocrisy. You want to live in those? I don't. I won't. So, let's go back to our stories. Y'all have memories, right? Good ones. What I've discovered about good memories is that there's two aspects to them, or maybe three, but two, for sure. And one is, they're good. And because they're good, we have a natural inclination to want to share them with others. We do. But the second half of that is, sometimes we're afraid to do that. Sometimes, something gets in the way. So y'all have memories, right? Good ones. Lisa, you raised your hand. Tell me your memory. Is it a quote? Tell me. I'm posted on Ruby now. 
She's reading a book called Hospicing Modernity. Has it affected you? Absolutely. Improved you? Absolutely. And you want to share this? Good for you. And because I trust you, because you're my friend, I'm going to read this. Okay? Thank you. Thank you for taking the risk. Thank you for sharing my sermon. Y'all gonna read that book? All right. That's what it's about. That's the aha moments of our lives when other people are willing to tell us what has affected them as an aha moment. As good as that is that Lisa has done for us, I got to tell you, Jesus is better than that book. Jesus is better than that good meal or that good movie or whatever else these memories are. Jesus is better. And our relationship with Jesus matters more. So in this epiphany season, it's not so much that you know that Jesus is better, it's that you share it. So that someone else has, aha, I get it. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. And may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good, that you may do his will, working in you that which is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.